The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. G'day, 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 g'day. What a time to be a Canadian sports fan right now. We had Oh, the Canadian women and men showing out at the U.S. Open. Fernandez making it to the finals. You know, Alisson put up a good fight. It was a good stuff to watch. The Blue Jays have gone from 4% chance to make the playoffs as of August 26 to 70% chance. And they said hello to the NFL opening weekend by putting up an NFL stat of 22-7 to score. And then, hey... NFL football's back, and everybody likes to watch a little bit of NFL football, but you want to know what the most important part of all this is? All those things, talking about baseball playoffs, the U.S. Open, NFL football being back, means basketball's right around the corner. And more importantly, it means Raptors basketball's right around the corner. So we are getting jacked up here. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to try not to keep the podcast too long because, you know, everybody's got to get our beauty sleep over here. But we are happy to have you along. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Raptors podcast. I am here, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Good evening. And Ben Harrison. What's going on? You got my juices flowing there, Brennan. Let's do this. Oh, here we go. It's going to be a good one. Uh, if you are looking to follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter, it's at HoopBallRaptors. That's at HoopBallRaptors. Ben, do you want to tell the people how to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. That's at Benny and the Raps on each. Excellent. Kieran, how do the people find you online? On Instagram, it can be at, uh, at KDilla1981 and Twitter is at K underscore Dilla. And if for some reason you're trying to see what I am saying, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. That's at Brendan Hodgins. If you do have a second, uh, this is the time right before the NBA season starts to head on down to hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com. Sign up for fantasy advice. Uh, the wager advice is really great there as well. This would be the time, you know, all the... Uh, the win totals have come out here, so who are you going to bet on? You know, I, Kieran and I have already said we're going for the over for the Raptors, and Ben's the pessimist of the group. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is that time of year, so head on down to hoop-ball.com. All right, let's get into some Raptors talk, as we were talking about here for a second there, guys. Um, has anybody heard anything about where Pascal Siakam is in his recovery? Ben, start with you. Uh, latest I heard is pretty much the same. Things are progressing well, but the timetable hasn't really changed. So um, it's still looking at uh, early to mid-November, which which really isn't too bad. I think the season starts like mid-October. Uh, so, you know, might only miss the first few weeks. Um, so that's where he's at as far as uh, latest I can tell. Yeah, I saw a bit of um interview with him on a podcast the other day, and uh, he seems pretty pretty encouraged by uh, how things are going and just uh, ready to come back and play and apparently going to have a breakout season and all that so <laughs> he's uh, the bars bars raised for him when he does come back I think um, Masai Ujiri was kind of saying the same thing he's expecting a lot from him when he returns so he's going to have the pressure on him this year he hasn't always responded well to pressure but um, yeah give him the benefit of the doubt he's got you know good core of uh, young guys around him this year so hopefully they can keep the energy high and uh yeah, I think he'll he'll fit right in once the time comes. 
Yeah, he's uh, the Kyle Lowry size training wheels have come off now, so he's yeah. you know really the number one option on this team. Yeah, so I think I saw some of that interview as well. And uh, the other thing I saw was he was talking about how that beef between him and Nick Nurse had mm-hmm. been totally overblown and uh, yeah, you know, was over. over and done with pretty yeah. much when it happened. You know, and they were both having a laugh about all the stuff in the media. So, so that was good to see for sure. Yeah, the only articles I've seen about that have all been like, yeah, no, that wasn't really a thing. It was like a thing for about 30 seconds while it was happening, and then yeah. they were both adult Bumped enough heads. to let it go. Exactly, yeah. move past it. So that's good news there. Uh, yeah, you know what, I had I, heard in June that it was like he was almost progressing a little bit better than they would have hoped, but I imagine it's one of those things where they're, uh, as he is, like you said, the number one option. They're not going to be speeding him along too quickly here. No, especially for this season where, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw, it's been a couple of weeks now, but an interview with um, Masai Ujiri basically sort of trying to, you know, tactfully lower everyone's expectations saying, wasn't quite saying it's a rebuild thing, but he also wasn't saying, you know, we're not necessarily going for the championship this year, but getting a lot of the building blocks in place to, to make some moves in the near future as opposed to full on, you know, reboot. So um, we'll see what this season brings, but definitely doesn't make sense to rush him back, you know, potentially injure him again just to, you know, have a mediocre to, you know, squeeze into the playoffs or something and do nothing. So we'll see. Yeah, and especially if you believe the rumors that he is, you know, on the trading block, you certainly don't want to have him yeah, a long-term still going around, injury. Eh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they're going know. around on Twitter. Like, you're not hearing, like, NBA, like, serious guys coming yeah. out being, like, you know, back of office has said uh, that this guy's, you know, for sale, is being shot quietly. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm always just, like, some guy being like, I created the best trade ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've seen, like, they've come out and said, like, no, we're not he's he's our guy we're not trading him so i'd be very surprised if anything came of any of those but uh you just never know if something crazy falls into our hands like it did with uh DeRozan and uh and uh, Leonard and all that but no i think he's uh, he's here to stay yeah i would think yeah. so as well yeah um, the only thing uh, i'm not looking forward to is i keep going back to that uh, time in the bubble when uh, we saw how kind of brutally played coming yeah. off that stretch so yeah. he's not a guy he's not a guy that seems to respond too well when he's had time off so i'm to be expecting fair, some sort of adjustment period yeah, he, here but. he said you know he didn't he went however long without touching a basketball i'd be shocked if you know he wasn't working on whatever he could be working on right now yeah. and trying to come back, yeah. you know. The so. difference is, like you're saying, Kieran, he's going to be with the team the whole time for yeah. this. Like, they're going to be, you know, having him rehabbing and stuff like that, so. And back in Toronto now. In Toronto. Players are starting yeah. to show up. As we just read an article that, I guess, Utah Watanabe spent five hours on a flight from L.A. and then six hours getting out of Pearson Airport. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, his, his tweet was something like, you know, it takes less time to get to Toronto from L.A. than it does to just <laughs> get out of the airport. Um, no, but, yeah, I know Gary Trent's times. back. Scotty Barnes made a big, excited post. Even Goran Dragic, so I still don't really know what's happening with him, but he made a post sort of saying, let's do work, I think was his quote, or something like that. Let's do this. Uh which still, I'm really curious to see how he's going to get received stepping on the court if and when that happens. But uh, I think it's going to take a while before he can shake off the booze. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of Instagram posts to get yeah. back in the good books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of Gorin. Some... Go ahead. No, no, finish up, finish up. No, I was just going to say the Raptors are going to have to make some smoothing over posts and, you know, all this highlight clips and something. Yeah, fo- videos of him in the gym and all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Goran Dragic, yeah, Kieran, you just said you haven't really heard much. Uh, ben, have you heard anything? Like, is there any more? Speaking of trade rumors, not really. In fact, league wide, everyone's finally sort of <laughs> seeming to keep things under wraps. We haven't heard any like real, real things coming out of any front office, but uh, definitely not either from the Raptors. I think they're probably in a holding pattern until the um, the NBA figures out what, if anything, they're going to do with that whole tampering situation. Um, once that's yeah. dealt with, you would think he's going to move on to a contender. Um, but uh, but for now, yeah, pretty much a stalemate there. Uh, well, speaking of stuff that's coming out of a head office, though, you saw that stuff about Wall? Yeah, that was today. That was a funny one. <laughs> yeah, I'm and of course my brain that. goes right to... Um, so they're saying they've mutually agreed uh, he won't be playing for Houston anymore. Um, he'll go to training camp, but he won't be playing in any games, so he doesn't get hurt. And they're not going to buy him out, but they're going to try and find a trade partner. Oh. So, but yeah, I mean, he makes forty-three million dollar yeah. contract. Yeah. So I mean, Westbrook got traded, so anything's possible. But um, so did Kemba Walker, for that matter. But. Um, Still, I think that's going to be a very tough thing. You know, of course, my fir- my brain goes right away to the Raptors, but uh, I don't even see how he'd make a trade happen there. Nah. Well, yeah, do you, like, that's the thing. Would he even start? Like, wouldn't Fred Van Fleet start over him? Yeah, you'd probably go back to the, uh, the backcourt pairing there uh, with two kind of pseudo point guards, but... Uh, you know, yeah, because you're not paying someone $43 million to sit on the bench. Yeah, that's an expensive six-man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so it's hard to see. He did have a good season, like a pretty, a pretty respectable season, especially considering he was off for two years. He, I think, uh, he was about twenty-one points, seven assists, four rebounds, something like that. Pretty good shooting. So I think 40 percent from three. So, so he's not a bad player at all. But uh, you know, you got to give up so much money uh, just to even bring him in. I mean, I guess Dragic would be about half of his salary, and then you go from there. But um, yeah. Yeah, just looking at the salaries that we have going into training camp right now, um, you would have to, okay, yeah, Dragic would be the obvious one. And then it's like, you'd have to include like Gary Trent or yeah. Chris Boucher for sure for the seven million, maybe even uh, Kem Birch. Like there's not a lot of money here that, because like, like OG's not going. Mm-hmm. No. You know, Pascal's not going for Wall and Fred Van Fleet's not going. So I don't even know how you pull the money off unless you bring in another team. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to think too. Like uh, realistically, Houston's probably going to have to be giving up assets to get off that contract, the way we've seen you know other teams do. So we'll see. He'll probably wind up in Oklahoma, where you know they collect <laughs> another two first round draft picks, take take his salary, whatever. But yeah, but well, who? That's the only thing. If he ends up in Oklahoma, they really don't have anybody that they can trade that's making any money. No, but they have the cap space, so they could just put them right in. They don't need to uh, to match. But okay, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the wall is kind of yeah. That's the only thing. And we lost you. Hang there. Uh, you guys are brought up about what? Oh, so we lost you for a minute. Of... Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we're good now. Uh, back to what Kieran and you guys were saying there for a second is like what the expectation is for this year. What what is a successful Raptors year? Like what what are people you think the fan base and also the team when they look at this season? What do they think is a victory? Like obviously winning the championship is the end goal of every season, but some yeah. t- some teams 
you know, you have a little bit more realistic expectations than other ones. Raptors. I don't think anyone's thinking we're taking the chip this year, especially <laughs> when you look at some of the powerhouses that have formed. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, you know, people just want to see us be competitive. I think, you know, even if we were losing a bunch of games, if we're not getting blown out, you know, I think that's going to be our biggest thing this year. Our biggest strength will be our defense this year. So ideally that's going to keep us in a lot of games and, uh, you know, make it interesting down to stretch and hopefully pull off some of these wins. Um, but yeah, we don't have a ton of offensive power right now. So that'll be a big sort of challenge for us and see who and if who anybody can step up. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be, cause I think they're still saying we're going to be below 500 for the odds. Right. So I'd say, you know, give us a 500 season. Most people will probably be pretty, content with that especially if you know a lot of these guys are showing promise and developing and you know clearly making progress throughout the year and then we could sort of say how to see what the future is looking like based off of that but i wouldn't be too upset if we were just you know around 500 a little over 500 preferably you know maybe we don't make the playoffs but i think we got a good chance especially are they are they going to play in again this year or is it stopped the plans yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so you know i mean even more chance to potentially squeak in or uh, get a shot at it anyways so uh i would like to see at least you know in the play and if not in the you know bottom half of the playoffs but i'm it's also gotta, like i said pretty optimistic with these all these young unproven guys but you never know yeah ben what do you think there what do you think is the uh the goal here for the season what's a realistic expectation or what do you think the team and the fan base is looking for their, uh to happen yeah, um, yeah. I saw you put this uh, kind of question in the group chat earlier, and um, the one word that came to my mind was uh, just growth. You know, that's uh, that's what I want, that's what would uh, be a successful season for me. Um, it's pretty hard to believe, but there's almost nobody left on this team from the championship run, and like we're now a young team. We're not a rebuilding team, but we're a young team, so that's kind of where we're at. So that's what you want to see is growth out of your young players. Um, wins and losses are going to be. Uh, a lot less important to me. Last year, I th- still thought, you know, maybe some magic could happen with all the guys still there, but uh, this year, you know, it's it's uh, kind of in the back of my mind, the wins and losses. I definitely, like you said, we want to see, like, really good defense, see them uh, stay competitive, keep that winning culture. But Those rebounds. Uh, yeah, rebounding. I mean, yeah, this year, if we don't rebound, that'll be very disappointing <laughs> yeah. with, with the lineup we're putting six, together. nine guys. Are like what do you mean no one's going to get a shot off this year? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like, so there's three players, really, that uh, you really take a look at this season, I think. Um, Malachi Flynn's a huge one. Um, you need him to take a big, big step forward. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, he can take on a bigger role long term or just even to make himself like a more intriguing trade piece. I want to see um, him uh, sort of run the second unit, you know what I mean? Come out and still be that floor general, get the ball moving, get some assists. Yeah, yeah, and keep that shooting going that we saw in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That would be excellent. Um, so, yeah, a huge step from him. Um, Scotty Barnes is kind of the obvious one. Um, I'm really hoping we get to see at least a little bit of what he can do as a point forward. Um, I think that's kind of the way the league's progressing. I think a lot of the best teams kind of have a bigger guy at the point position. Um, unless you got a crazy shooter, but um, yeah, so I'd love to see that out of him and just see how his kind of shooting game progresses. And then uh, the third guy, after seeing him in Vegas and everything, is Precious Achua. I think he's got tremendous upside, and I hope he can grow into like our own Jared Allen on this team. You know, just yeah, 
you know, monster, just tons of energy, tons of offensive rebounds. Um, yeah, just a hard guy to go against in the paint, all that stuff. Man, He's I think young. you put, like, him out there with Ananobi and, you know, maybe even Birch if we're going huge, Siakam or Boucher. Like, that's a it's a pretty intimidating lineup. Like, you're not going to want to drive on those those guys. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to say uh, that they expect Precious to kind of, you know, at least com- compete, if not win, the uh, the power forward minutes while uh, Siakam's out oh, to yeah, play okay. alongside like a Ken Birch. Yeah, yeah. And then have uh, keep Chris Boucher sort of in that sixth man role. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have... Uh, Bring him off well, the, for like center or forward, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of different ways you can do that, whether you want to go a little bit well, small, 6'8 versus 6'9 between Kem Birch and Precious. But like, if you want to go a little bit smaller and you put Precious out as the uh, center and then you have so many... like That's the weird thing. The forwards are really interesting for the Raptors as far as who's going to make it out of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, like You have your, your guy like Ish Wainwright, who's, you know, he's a little bit shorter, but he's probably like 20 pounds heavier than anybody else on this team. So, yeah. Kind of get that Roco sort of thing if you wanted to. Um, and then what you guys were uh, talking about with development and how, how young the team is. Um, so Goran Dragic's 35 years old. So we're not really counting him because he might not even be on the team by the time the season starts. Mm-hmm. Guess who's the next oldest guy on the team? It's tied between two guys. Oh, Ooh. boy. Uh, it's not Siakam. Is it Siakam? Nope. No, it is not Siakam. He's he's a year younger than these guys. Uh, Boucher? Boucher, 28 years old, yeah, and Ken Birch is the Jeez. other one. And Birch. Okay. Wow. And you want to know what's even... Yeah. More, another uh, age that's going to rock your brain a little bit? Malachi Flynn's 23 years old. Gary Trent Jr. is 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little... So we're all day. talking yeah. about all this development and stuff for... Uh, for you know, Gary uh, Trent is already Flynn, scoring forty like, points for us some yeah, games. That's crazy. Exactly right. So you're like, wow. Yeah, he has. Uh, he could potentially have a, quite a bright future here too. Like that's what I mean. We're like, don't rule these guys out. You know, he's proven he can do that. Obviously, not every game. He still has like consistency things to work on. But I feel like he doesn't get talked about much. But because of just all the new faces and things like that. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what he can do. Uh, the two guard. Yeah, if he takes yeah. that kind of uh, Norman Powell sort of, you know, step forward yeah. that we saw happen. And, and like, this is the team doing it, right? Well, do. there's going to be a lot of shots to go around. Like, uh, it's not like he's on a team like Brooklyn where you've got 90% of the shots every night are already allocated to three guys, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. There's going to be a lot of shooting to go around. So he's going to have a big opportunity. And I was looking at the depth chart, too. Like, without Siakam there, he's pretty much the lone wolf there at shooting guard. I mean, they'll rotate in other guys. Um, uh, maybe Delano Banton probably make, might make the team out of camp just because we need him. But um, And Sam Decker, I saw they signed as well. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're a little thin at shooting guard, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it depends who you call a shooting guard. Like, you can yeah. call... Like right, a lot of the time you see Scotty Barnes listed as a small forward, but he really he was playing guard by the end of his career at uh, yeah. Florida State, right? Um, the other thing is they're definitely expecting uh, Svi McCulloch to make the team uh, out of camp. Okay, I guess he's just he's he's already developed essentially uh, an NBA style game, so he would not he he won't play you know thirty minutes a game, but they mm-hmm. expect him to be a kind of a bench role guy that you can put in and. Uh, 
you know, late, like kind of like a, uh, what was that guy's name that we traded off the three point shooter, Thomas, uh, Matt Thomas. Yeah. Matt Thomas. Yeah. Kind of that sort of role. Uh, but maybe a little bit more complete. All right. Yeah. I don't know so, much about him. Yeah. He, he's, he's been around a little bit. He's played a couple of different teams. Um, but, and then he's played overseas a little bit as well, but definitely the kind of guy we signed him late in the uh, off season here. Kind of guy that'll most likely make it uh, through camp and uh, be on the team on the bench. So getting into that kind of conversation, uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting uh, position battles here. Like uh, who's going to make it where? Um, like has Chris Boucher, has he earned the right to start some nights so like over like a Precious? Or do you think that he goes back to his six-man role? But Kieran? Uh, that's a tough one. I feel like I feel like it, they'll probably, I, I would say, alternate. Like not alternate, alternate, but, you know, depending on the matchups, go with a certain lineup. But I think he gets the first shot just for, you know, tenure, right? Like, he's been here. I think he's, you know, throughout the years sort of earned that at least start if we're not playing, like, a really big uh, a big team. Because um, that's his biggest weakness, right? He could just get pushed around, whereas Precious is a bit of a beast. So um, it's very different. But I could also see definitely, and he'd have to, He's not. he hasn't been here long enough that he, you know, his ego shouldn't be that much of a an impedance. But um you know, if Precious just shows up and really does perform, then he's going to have to, yeah, take a step back and realize what's best for the team and, you know, come off the bench, bring the energy like he's he used to, and that's fine. Like, we do need a strong second unit, and he's he always has brought out good energy off the bench. So if it comes to that, I don't see it as being a huge issue or hope it's not a huge issue, but um, I definitely think he deserves at least a start here and there because, uh, you know, He's been there through a lot of the stuff we've been, gone through in the past few years and has improved quite a bit. So if he can keep doing that, then I think he uh, he's earned a spot. Well, At least while Siakam's out. You know. Yeah, that's pretty well said there. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, do you have any comments on Chris Boucher, you know, kind of versus Precious, let's say? That's who I'm assuming the, uh, the battle's going to be for the starting power for minutes. Yeah, I guess we're talking if while well, Siakam's out. Um, yeah, Siakam, so you know, he's not not back until November, so assuming. Yeah, I guess so, because I don't think, I think this team's wise enough not to thrust Scotty Barnes into a starting role day one. I don't think so, anyway. I think he um, could earn it pretty quickly, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I guess uh, if he has a crazy camp or whatever preseason, yeah, what are you going to do? He's going to go, yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, it'll be Chris Boucher. Um for me, I had uh, Precious Achua. The battle there would be the backup center minutes with Freddie Gillespie, but that might be a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, I feel like Gillespie might go G League for a bit and yeah. maybe be pulled yeah. up. It's hard to say. I think because like, it looks looked like a little the, rough. And uh, that was a tough, league. tough trip in Vegas. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's a whole thing because, like, the other way that this could go, and they might do it sometimes, is they they do a lineup where it's like Fred and Gary uh, Trent Jr. will be you know you're starting guards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You throw Scotty Barnes as the small forward. OG moves up to the power forward, and then you have Ken Birch as the center mm-hmm. or Precious, depending on the night. Like yeah. you, they might just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like Kieran said too. It'll depend on like. Well, I guess starting, but matchups too. I mean, it's pretty clear with these guys. It's like if you want shooting, you're going with Boucher, right? If you want uh, want some muscle in the inside, then you go Birch or Precious. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they decide like the Raptors 
were starting to kind of do it there down the stretch where they were developing their like you know instead of just three and layup game it was kind of turning pick and roll and stuff like that started to become more Mm -hmm. important birch and uh, lowry had a good little system going for a while exactly and then you know and uh, fred when he came back was starting to develop a bit of a thing going on there as well uh it'll be you know guys like if scotty barnes is playing the guard position for a little bit it's you know hard to ask rookies to you know develop that type of game but mm-hmm. we'll see uh it'll it'll be interesting if they go that route or if like ben said each of you just throw out like a fred van fleet and gary trent and say shoot as much as humanly possible mm-hmm. and let's see if the big guys yeah. down low can recover the ball if you miss yeah and honestly like if you had ken birch and precious achua down there like that's i haven't really seen precious on the offensive boards too much but we know like ken birch was getting almost as many offensive rebounds as defensive rebounds last year so uh, you throw another guy down there like that with that you know offensive board mindset, then that could become uh, quite a problem for a lot of teams. Yeah, I had it down last week in Vegas. I think uh, Precious and Scotty Barnes uh, averaged about seven a game between the two of them, offensive nice. boards. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. And what you were saying last year, I remember near kind of the end of the season there, was when Ken Birch kind of came along and uh, Freddie Gillespie sort of uh, was starting to develop it, it really opened things up for Chris Boucher to change time, uh, yeah. his game, right? Like yeah. he was getting a lot more, uh, a lot more room. Yeah, it helped him out big time, just because people had to actually box out, stay on those guys down low, and he could just take the lane and you know get some easy buckets. And then, and of course, assuming you know Goran Dragic doesn't get traded. He's going to get minutes at the point guard position and the yeah. shooting guard. Yeah. Well, and he'd be a good sort of, you know, veteran mentality too. So uh, some with a bit of experience and a bit of calm under pressure, hopefully. Um, so in that respect, like if, if, if only he just was like, you know, I'm happy to come to Toronto. If he just said that and shut up, <laughs> you know, just been private about everything else, it would have been fine. You had to think he was like, no one's going to see this in Canada or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, when he was like, saying it. He was wearing doing? a heat shirt when he said it. Like, uh, it couldn't have been worse. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you take that out of the equation, then it's this isn't actually, like, a bad signing. Like, it would have been, yeah, like I said, some veteran experience, right? But uh, we'll see. That's a, it's a big X factor. But I think, you know, given time, like, things are just going to they fade, right? So if he performs and like looks like he's actually trying and doesn't blow any big games for us or something like that and then i could see people slowly warming up to him but i do think he's gonna get booed when he touches the ball for at least a few games you know like pretty much every time but uh, who knows who knows maybe he'll somehow win us over by then yeah i mean it's canada we're we're pretty damn forgiving (laughs) it won't take too long but uh but yeah, like it's like you said, like all jokes aside, like he would fit in pretty well because he's like a bigger guard, which we don't have a ton of, um, and we are kind of thin back there for guards. Um, yeah. So yeah, he would actually fit in pretty well. And I think playing the long game too, that nineteen million dollars salary is a very good trade chip if we do have to make a move. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not bad to keep him till the trade deadline, even you know. Yeah, and I think that uh, pretty much what a lot of prognosticators were saying was if he hadn't been traded by now, it's going to be at the deadline. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's not, it's, you know, could be worse. Yeah, he'll have to eat some crow there when he walks in. And it's going to be a full arena, too, I believe. So good Is luck. it? I haven't heard anything about that. I was kind of wondering. Well, I heard this, the um, the Ottawa Senators are going to okay. be. Okay. Um, so that's a good indication, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The Ottawa Senators are going to allow a full arena. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, the joke. They were, yeah. <laughs> they're not worried about it. They're only allowed to have 10,000 people. They're just saying they're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> We won't limit the crowds, but there's only going to be 5,000. You guys can spread out pretty nice. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, and then, like, we're we're just assuming here that, like, Delano Batten and David Johnson aren't aren't uh, going to be a factor, but there's always a chance that they have a great camp, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I see Delano, if the roster stands as it is now, I see him making the team just for positional need more than anything. Um, we're going to need another guard. Um I guess depend if Gorn makes it, maybe not so much. But even so, uh, having a big guy like him that can defend, even though he's a rookie, yeah. um, he'd be a good, good guy off the bench. So I could see him making another camp. David Johnson looked a little uh, pretty rough there, um, but Delano he uh, he led the uh, he led Vegas in steals, so he was well exactly. Yeah, he's he's got he's six nine, so he gives us that additional length. And if he can you know play a smaller position and still give us that size, that's that's gonna give people a hard time he's got good hands so it's going to be challenging now generally how many uh, players does a team carry like throughout the season you're allowed 15 15 15 max and you can have 13 dressed i think for a game okay yeah and usually guys like well specifically nurse usually runs a pretty short bench but yeah and we're at 19 total right now so four guys are gonna have to go yeah, and you figure that's, well, you know, David Johnson. I haven't heard much about Sam Decker or Isaac Bonga, so we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Decker makes the team as well. He was, um, he oh, he was signed a pretty good a pro. Year contract. Yeah, and he was a pretty good player. Um, he was with the Clippers for a little while. I remember he was a decent decent player, just kind of got squeezed out. Um, but uh, I was looking up his number. He was in Turkey the last couple of years and did very well. He was... Uh, he, had, he averaged 15 points a game, and uh, he was shooting 45% from three and 55% uh, from the field. So so he had a good year. He's a shooter, to say the least. Supposed to be a 3 and D guy. So I think the battle there will be him and Utah Watanabe for minutes, probably. But Because uh, I think Utah's got a two-way deal. So Yeah, he signed a two-way deal. Um it's there's That's the thing. Like There's a, so much... Uh, possibility here like you know you see like I'd, i've been following ish wainwright's social media just because he's such an entertaining guy i'm like uh, you know they were he was playing over there in africa for the tournament and they were really excited about their team but um then you yeah, like i you know Sveen McCulloch, yeah he played in the nba last year so he's got some experience um i don't know much about justin champagne but no. Well, he's um, he's a rookie. He was just an undrafted guy, so he'll be uh, yeah. yeah. It's a nine oh five deal he got. Okay. So and it, yeah. So we'll we'll see. And you know, there's room for guys to come up and go down and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. You know the what was it the fifteen day contract? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was Gillespie's thing for a bit. Yeah, and we That's expect right. him to start at the nine oh five as well, just based on uh, how how Vegas went, but. You never know. He could show up and then, because, uh, yeah, his, just almost just for rebounding alone, he was worth it. But we were a different team last year where that was a bigger factor and, like, a bigger hole. I think this year we got enough guys to sort of 
help out in that case so it's probably not as needed as it was last year so his weaknesses are definitely going to uh show a lot more this year than the last year it was a little more forgiving so as long as you can get those boards you know but we'll see definitely a fun guy to have around like hopefully he stays on the 905 and active on social media and getting interviews because he was always fun to watch yeah, I know uh, Ben earlier, he said like the three guys that he was most interested in seeing uh, the development, you know, Malachi Flynn, Scotty Barnes and Precious. Um, someone who's a little bit older who I want to see take the next step uh, with uh, is their OG and an OB. Um, mm-hmm. no, I remember we had a bit of an argument when I said he was the MVP of the team last mm-hmm. season. <laughs> but well, we all had different MVPs. Yeah, yeah exactly. With, uh, with Pascal not being there, he might have to develop into that kind of number one option as far as, uh, you know, not, not necessarily shooting for three or something, although he did quite well from that last year. But, you know, guy down, I don't know, taking it to the, uh, to the bucket. Yeah. Yeah, he... So um, I'd like to see that. He, and he's... he's, we can, we've, he's we've seen him do it, right? Like, he can do it. He's just one of those guys, like, super timid, sort of like a Kawhi Leonard where he's just not very vocal doesn't take up much of a leadership role but quietly plays like lockdown d and you know when he wants can take it to the net and just throw it down and then walk away with zero emotion but um yeah he we know can he's got good wrestling moves yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't see it uh, i don't see it being a problem to me he took he pretty much took the step last year um going almost 50 40 90 and just Developing more of a handle, starting to pass the ball well. So, I mean, as long as he just keeps trending, you know, keeps going with that trend, I think. Yeah. Uh, and also still uh, very young, right? Like, it's crazy. Indeed. I just yet. looked him up. Here's a, a fun fact. Did you know he's British? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not. Fun fact for, <laughs> fun fact for me, then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think everybody knew that, but okay. Welcome. Fine, fine. Jeez, Kieran. <laughs> Don't kick him while and he's down. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- d- we'll we'll put you out of your misery here, Ben, because we're getting pretty yeah. close to the end of the show. Uh, based on position battles and all the guys we mentioned, uh, Kieran, is there anything else you kind of any tidbits or something that you want to talk about quickly before we scurry on off here? No, I don't think so. I think that uh, yeah, I think we we wrapped that up pretty nicely. Actually, I. Uh, like what you guys are saying and uh, I think we're going to have some uh, pretty fun lineups to play with here for a while and you know we're going to I don't know I forget what we ended up with last year but I could see us doing something like that where we have you know just as many different starting lineups while we figure out who can do what oh, and boy. work with who so oh geez yeah that was bananas we'll see if we give that another run or if we go with a little more uh, you know structure but um, yeah I'm, I'm uh, quite excited for this season I think what is the uh preseason starts on october 4th so yeah we're getting there oh yeah just around the corner here you know 15 more days essentially and we'll we'll be good to go ben anything uh, left to say there no yeah kieran summed it up pretty good yeah just anytime you have a, a you know pick as high as scotty barnes and it's highly uh, highly touted as him yeah it's it's easy to get excited for the season even if i'm not expecting uh, a ton of wins but uh, lots to look forward to for sure all right, excellent. Uh, on a uh, more somber note, we want to send out our uh, you know well wishes um, and uh, you know uh, Norm Macdonald, fine Canadian uh, actor and comedian, passed away today. I saw um, that. Yeah. So to his family and to his friends, you know, we uh, send our condolences. 
and as always, we love you, B. On another, you know, keeping keeping with the somber note, but then on the happy note, we almost have basketball back, everybody. Yes. So if you're out there, give us a listen when you can. We're going to be getting back to it probably a little bit more often than we were before, especially as the preseason uh, kicks off there at the beginning of October. Uh, thank you very much, Kieran, for being here today. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Ben, same thing. Always love having you on. Yes, indeed. Stay frosty, everyone. Yeah, here we go, everybody. It is coming up October basketball, and then it's the regular season shortly thereafter. Thank you very much for joining us, and have yourselves a wonderful rest of the week. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.